Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Smackdown Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Smackdown, but also Monaral, NXT, Dubai, oh! for now, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week completes with a bloody quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamlet to look ahead to SmackDown tonight, and quite the show to follow up on from last week. Two and a half million viewers, um, and of course, that segment with Sami Zayn becoming the honorary Oose. Yeah, so it's weird, right? We have to be um, fair and objective in our analysis of that incredible number and that unbelievable demo which peaked at 9.23 on 9.23 because a lot of people, ourselves included, on the previous last week, assumed that the White Rabbit tease, the Fiend, whatever, Bray Wyatt, was happening there rather than it be to like lead people on a continued mm-hmm. path to what we now assume to be extreme rules. It, it won't do that number tonight. Like They had, without promising, so it's not even something you can really hold against them, but yeah. there was a certain belief amongst people, the majority of people, that... That was happening. Bray Wyatt was happening last Friday. And I think you ha- I think you have to credit that tease and that with the number. However, the people that tuned in got that segment, yeah. as you called it, first. And if you're a casual wrestler, I don't know if you're a casual wrestling fan that just wants to watch The Fiend. I'm not sure that profile <laughs> of a fan exists. But if you're the type of person that was very keen to see what Bray Wyatt was going to look like this time, and maybe just take a passing interest in WWE. Let's say you're an AW fan, but you had your curiosity about The Fiend peaked, mm-hmm. and then you tuned that SmackDown. And I think this occurred, actually. Only you know, I've only got sort of anecdotal evidence. If you did tune in and got that first, a bunch of people were talking about that segment on the timeline that never talk about WWE, yeah. ever. It, was de- it had, like, reach, it had scope, it had appeal, and it was brilliant. So that has to... You could extrapolate that to other sort of, like casual fans or AW fans or whatever that might tune in this week to see that develop. They might not be that bothered now about The Fiend because I know he's not coming till whenever. Mm-hmm. But that was so good, like, that the carryover might actually keep SmackDown in maybe, like, 2.1, 2.2 million, whatever, like, in their relatively high demos, at least in this run until, say, Extreme Rules, when you get The Fiend payoff or whatever, if only because the big angle is the best angle. And if the Attitude Era taught us nothing, it's that if... That is white hot. Everything else sort of feels hotter on the undercard mm. as a result. And I just felt like last week's SmackDown, the momentum never dipped because that segment was so good. And then they obviously peppered 
Sami Zayn bloodline stuff in throughout the rest of the show. But things like the Braun Strowman squash or the like otherwise canny rubbish, to be honest, um, like women's matches, mm-hmm. like the Liv Morgan, um, Lacey Evans one and the various stuff going on with Damage Guitar and that. Just the atmosphere was hot for everything yeah. throughout the night. So I just feel like that was such a pleasurable viewing experience that the people that did tune in, in their huge numbers, there might be some retention off the back of it. We'll see. I could be bang wrong, and it could be like, oh, no fiend, is it? Right, see you in a month. Like, it could be as simple yeah. as that. But, I, like, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, they do all right this week as well. Yeah, it's one of those, isn't it? You saw how much the weather, and obviously our thoughts are with anyone in Florida right now, mm. or anyone in America, or anyone anywhere affected by yeah. this uh, awful hurricane. Ian, what a git, rubbish name <laughs> as well. Um, so we saw how that affected Dynamite. That may well, you know, also be the, the same case with, with, with SmackDown. But in terms of, yeah... Um, reasons to tune in you've got it and I, I don't know why but i love the presentation of the bloodline versus the world because you and i as part of the ones fingers up in the air in the studio right now have nailed our colors to the mask and yeah don't get me wrong i love ricochet quite keen on mad cat moss as well yeah i hope they get their bloody heads caved in tonight by sammy Zayn, the honorary oos and Solo Sokoa, who's been a revelation. Yeah, you're dealing with the bloodline now. <laughs> Woo! Um, yeah, Solo Sokoa instantly established as this enforcer. Paul yeah. Heyman called him, didn't he? Instantly established as such. Samoa Joe-esque, if that's not too awkward a comparison, just in terms of like, oh, he's coming in Rex, dude. Yeah, well, like, so the, the booking of him has been, like, fantastic, quite honestly, on the main roster. Like, absolute disaster of a situation in NXT with that North American title. They yeah. can't help themselves winning titles to just vacate them down there. But <laughs> the, in terms of, like, how you debut a guy who a, s- a fairly small portion of your audience will know, mm-hmm. but everybody instantly will understand why he's part of yeah, it because yeah, it's a family yeah. thing. To have him be instrumental in Roman Reigns retaining the title and then immediately willing to work to fall on his sword, as it were, with Drew McIntyre and wrestle straight away to represent them and then get the endorsement for Roman Reigns one week after that, and then protect Sami Zayn, thus immediately justifying the enforcer tag in such physical fashion, is a sublime introduction for this character. Just absolutely fantastic. Beat by beat by beat by beat. You know exactly who this guy is. Uh, He does what he says he's going to do, or what he's asked to do by the other people. He's not just come in as some, like he's cheated on his first night to help Roman win, but he's not some sort of sleazebag bag like, running buddy goofball heel. No, he can handle himself. Yeah, and I think that's, like, that dynamic being established so quickly is really important because, yet again, it's more... The, the bloodline between us now, and how we balance that is going to be quite difficult. Like, Sami Zayn got... Like, they the absolutely brought the house down that he was made an honorary use, despite the fact that the bloodline are a heel group, and yet the fans went wild for it. You know, we're in kind of, like, dare I say it, like rarefied early NWO air here with how much are oh, these are the baddies but really like I'd like an MH honorary youth t-shirt yeah, if yeah, I yeah. could get one like that's so that it's a it's kind of a unique situation for the bloodline so they're going to work Ricochet and Madcap Moss tonight and the match I think is going to be tremendous because Ricochet's been very well handled by Triple H already yeah Madcap Moss I think we're both big fans of for like he's got like he's got like growth fundamentals and he's got a real there's like a raw ability in there that yeah. just hasn't yet escaped like we're a big fan of his like a hundred mile an hour comebacks for a guy <laughs> that jacked he looks amazing mm. but then when he gets a hot tag you may get and he's going to get one tonight you may get mm. absolutely pinballing them all around i think the prospective match quality is high i think the fans are going to be mad into it because the bloodline is such an overact 
And when solos go out and Sami Zayn win, it's going to further enhance this idea stronger than ever, better than ever, ready to take on the world. Sami Zayn is going to feel on top of the world as a result of this because it's like, well, we are now everything we say we are. All the while, Roman Reigns, wherever he is this week on the Island of Relevancy, spinning it around, <laughs> like, is can look on them. And again, like we've said about this, there's got to be plausible deniability to why Roman Reigns would keep Sami around. So if they win matches, justified. Yeah, we often say this, when you're really invested in either a program, a company, or particularly a storyline... Mm. You can't help yourself but be a massive mark and sort of fantasy book it. You know, we sit around the office and talk about stuff, not just when we come into this studio. And my brain is bursting with potential for this. Like, I want Sammy and Solo to be not just two blokes who hit moves that they always hit, but they're a twosome now. Yeah. A cohesive unit. Mm -hmm. There's no reason why they shouldn't get on. I think they should be so good, not necessarily just in this match, but going forward, that Usos are suddenly like... Wait, are they a better tag team than they are? <laughs> that sort of dynamic is there to be explored as well. Like down, especially because of how much Jay hates Sammy. You know, like now we know there's a relationship between Jimmy and Sam, uh, Sammy that goes as far as that high five. Like how you sort of potentially divide the Usos up and then accidentally find yourself getting a title shot. Like Roman, let's have a test. He's a he's tough a tag team. Like there's a load of fun that we had with that. I just thought when you described there, like about them as a unit, like Sammy hitting the halluva kick, like as you put down opponent falls down into the position for the Solo Sokoa splash. Or That's they both do the splash on both opponents. Oh, my God. Like the Usos. Sami Zayn wanting to be like a head shrinker and, like, doing the splash. Oh, yeah. That's what I want. One That's does a headbutt completely unaffected. The other, oh, no, that really is. Yeah, Sami hits the deck, like, goes out, like, flies out the ring. Yes, yes. And the beauty of this going forward, like you say, of, of having this sort of pit bull uh, alongside Sami, but also mainly as part of the bloodline, mm. when he eventually, and we know it's coming, gets set on Kevin Owens... You know, being conf- Sammy being actually conflicted of like, oh, I didn't like it as much when you threw that guy against a yeah. shut a door or whatever it may be. Not, not him, anyone but him. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, hang on, who's where do you look? Oh, my yep. God, oh man, the- yeah. It's just going to be fantastic. This and uh, and like you say, uh, as much as I don't want to just say, oh yeah, Ricochet loses again, lol. If he's eventually in war games and does the mad bollocks that he did when he was down in NXT, all will be forgotten here. I'll tell you what it is as well, and it's still coming up all the time. I'm not sure exactly when it is the period where we'll go, now we're in the Triple H era for things, probably like a year longer. But wins and losses mattering again, a little bit at least, um, means that like this will matter for now, but Ricochet will probably bounce back. Yeah. Like it's it it doesn't you know like how when wrestlers that you like lost in the Vince McMahon world. It was like, well, all lost forever until it's not. Like, they could lose 100 matches in a row and he wakes up one day and was like, where's that guy? Are you even beating him for 100 weeks straight? <laughs> oh, well, I want him to win the world title yeah, now. All yeah. right, okay. Like, it's so ridiculous and stupid. Like, Ricochet could lose tonight. They're obviously in a position at the moment where they're just backstage guys that have bothered the bloodline. But it doesn't mean that Madcap Moss and Ricochet are dead. Like, mm. they'll probably just go the separate ways. They're more known for singles wrestling and tag team wrestling anyway. Like, it isn't... Well, that's Buried, finished. <laughs> like, you get it. There's still examples of it, but not in the case of these mid-card matches. Like, them losing a straight tag match to a tag team is way less of a burial than that time Braun Strowman came out and just murked yeah. all those people. Like, one is one thing and one is the other. Yeah, it looks like that match is going to be an absolute banger. And speaking of banger, after banger, after the banger, banger, after, after banger, banger. Uh, we found out this week, after we'd recorded What Needs to Happen at Extreme Rules, a podcast that's coming out this weekend, <laughs> bloody course, uh, that we are getting the Brawling Brutes versus Imperium in a Donnybrook match that will presumably be established tonight. Yeah, it's all right, this. It's all right. We've had it. Like, we've had... 
this six man, I'm sure we have, or a tag team variant of it. Um, I not under- in a Donnybrook match. Not in a Donnybrook match, whatever that is. We, I understand the need for the rematch between Sheamus and Gunther. Absolutely. Do that again. Put on, on the season premiere. No <laughs> season premiere. The fall premiere. <laughs> S- <laughs> sweeps week. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> home run. I don't know what this <laughs> is. Touchdown. <laughs> television. <laughs> like, um, aye, the singles match, Intercontinental title, all that good stuff. It's... It's got law now with five stars. These things are, you know, like kind of, they should make that match kind of a bit of a temple event. But unfortunately, you've got to do the six man. It's still quite WWE to do the six man to get to it on a pay per view to get to a singles match on TV. Feels a bit arse about tip, but we're just, we are where we are with this, I suppose. Where I'm probably not thinking this through is that the match could rule. Like Imperium, <laughs> pass it on. Imperium are good. Mm. I, 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 but in all seriousness, had a, we weren't ever really fans of Imperium. Like, that that act was either for you or not, that original Imperium act. It was not for me, but it was for a lot of people. Like, a lot of people had it in very high regard. Never really for me. Um, dare I say it, Imperium as sports entertainers are absolutely for me. Yeah. The matches are starting to rule. I am missing the splash of colour that we had with Gunther. Triple H has allowed him to go back to black. And I did actually quite like the red. But, like, it's like the Giovanni Vinci name getting kept. Little tweaks here and there. Like the work is fast paced, hard hitting, and all the cool stuff that you want to watch. So it's just gonna, it's all it's gonna be is a brawl to build to a brawl. But maybe because it's Triple H, they will actually explain what a Donnybrook I hope so, entails. Yeah. Because right now it's just like one of Vincent Mann's old favorite words. So it almost feels like Triple H ribbon dead. And I know it's 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 a match we've already seen, but it's one of those feuds that I don't mind continuing whatsoever. I don't mind. I love watching almost any variation of these six guys in the ring together, mm. and. If you're asking me what happens at Extreme Rules, I think in a Donnybrook match, you have to have the Brawling Brutes win. Sheamus doesn't pin Gunther, but yeah. pins one of the others to give him momentum for, oh, yeah. God, if this happens on Friday, he's Intercontinental Champion, but it has to be Gunther, and we all know that's not going to happen. No, that's. I think that's like that's the way it will go. That's the way it feels right to go. I just, I don't know. I f- like it's... I'm spoiled, man. Like, they've just got to wrestle to get my attention back, and who the hell am I? Yeah. <laughs> they're going to kick ass. Uh, sticking with Extreme Rules stuff, mm-hmm. how do you think they're going to develop the the Drew carrying cross storyline this week? Because it it's kind of ready, isn't it, for the pipe? Yeah. Um, Sorry, premium live event. Well, it's cooked already now, unlike Drew McIntyre's face, because the five all <laughs> missed. Uh, I, like, we credited them on the review, didn't we? That felt like good wrestler instincts to come up with something else, knowing that five ball had gone wrong. And they did. And... Uh, you know, carrying cross with the uh, wicked, wicked cross, Drew Ogret. Like, took him out again. He's proven that he's got this finisher that can beat him. So whilst being strapped, by joined by a strap with Drew is something that, oh, you can't escape me now. Well, when he's close to you, as a result of that strap, he can choke you out. So we've seen that this is all possible. I feel like we'll get that in the match. I don't know now. Two weeks? So yeah. Two, two Smackdowns left. Yeah. I don't know how you make this feud, for the want of a better phrase, any hotter. It's not white hot, but I'm not sure it ever could be. I think it's as potent as it can possibly be at this point. Drew knows there's a bit of a numerical disadvantage. There's a possible magic power disadvantage. <laughs> um, but he is trying to ride a wave of false confidence that he's talking himself into. And I like that detail. I like this idea that Drew knows that things aren't fine, but he's trying to make them fine. Yeah. So maybe if you have to do, if you have to do anything with this, explore that. Like it doesn't need to be Cross and Drew having fights every week. I'm not suggesting that you do like Drew doing a sit down and he goes a bit too old NXT staring at your hands introspective, but a couple of lines in there that maybe reveal 
hesitation underneath yeah. underneath the bravado. Like he wins a match. He booked Drew McIntyre to win. Just a squash tonight or something. Like Drew Gulak was folded into I this. Thinking Gulak, so like, yeah. Drew McIntyre beats Drew Gulak, uh, making his light work as Karrion Cross did and being like, look, you're no threat to me. I, I know you've had me now like twice spinning tunes in the cross jacket, but I can beat Drew Gulak just as easy as well. And uh, yeah, I know people like can't stop asking me about my big embarrassing loss to Roman Reigns. But anyway, that's going to be fine because I'm going to smash Like showing that that's, there's a vulnerability there and it's going to be that what undoes, what undoes him. At extreme rules because I think it will and I think we've talked about this on our preview which you can catch wherever you get your podcasts and videos on YouTube as well like you can beat Drew McIntyre now as much as you want and need yep. if if the direction is spiral heel turn this is a time we'll just for just disappear yeah well like this is a time for some people to get like Drew's over enough that it's still a huge W when somebody gets one so this is an opportunity to make a couple of guys along the way absolutely and uh I think it's one of those very rare occasions where I'm kind of fine with old WWE booking of this, i.e. next week. Maybe he's a bit smarter. Maybe he thinks, right, well, the only way they could drop me before was by Scarlet low blowing me, so I'll wear a cup because I'm not an idiot. And then he can stand tall the day, well, the day before, I should say, Extreme Rules. I've got it. Go on. I've got it, haven't I? Drew, because he's he wants to be the WWE uh, champion, he wants to be the figurehead, he wants to be the game show host, he wants to be the lot. He watches every goddamn minute of WWE television. And he looks back last week and he's like, right, so not only do I need a female in my corner, I need a female that plays with fire. And who is Scottish? Oh! And a female <laughs> and plays with fire. <laughs> Mixed tag, extreme rules. Match gets changed tonight. Welcome, Alba Fire, the former Kaylee Ray. As we speak, she is like. Putting that material out, spelling out carrying cross. <laughs> and she's like, spell, she spelled it out and she's like, missed out an R. And it's like, you spell it wrong. It's two R's. Oh, I ran out of material. <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops, if we're stopping to get gas. You will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, switching gears uh, to tonight's... <laughs> Announced matches now. Yeah. Um, we've got Shotzi, who obviously came to the age of aid of Raquel Rodriguez last mm-hmm. week against uh, a damaged Katarl beatdown. 
she is in action tonight against Bailey. And uh, I mean, if Bailey ain't losing nope. because she's at the paper and she might even win the title at the paper, premium live events. But never mind all that. We've put, talked about it before. I'm, I'm going to manifest this into existence. Is this the return of Shotzi's tank? I think it is. I think tonight is the night. Um, it'll it'll be it'll be seen to be pissing off damage Katara when she comes out and attack. Like, how dare she? That sort of thing is like. You know, like, it's not an offensive thing, but the heels will receive this as some sort of big statement, this big gesture. I'm not hugely into yet another Raquel Rodriguez is paired with somebody, they're going to have a tag title shot because we've seen it once already. It wasn't very good. We've seen it more than once, in fact, with different partners. And I don't think Triple H knows quite how far he wants to go with Raquel Rodriguez just yet. I don't know what they're doing, whether they're just keeping things busy until he finally signs off that deal with Sasha or Mercedes, as she now is, of course. Yeah, that's, you know... And Naomi, I shouldn't mention that. That feels... Well, that feels... Say now, this gets us back to Shotzi, because those two, absolutely, if things work out, feel primed for, like, a War Games return, don't they? But then who else would be great in a War Games? Shotzi, because she's got a tank. And she, like a tank, doesn't give a (laughs) (laughs) It's... I think this is one of them things where it's like, one for me, one for you. Like, Triple H is booking this more for himself because he wants Shotzi to have a match with a ring general. Yeah. Like, Shotzi's work is okay, but hasn't had the, she's not had the opportunity to develop in terms of getting loads and loads of reps because there's simply not been the people to work with to help bring her along. This is a good opportunity for Shotzi to have a very credible television match, which might not be very exciting for us, but will be very pleasing for Triple H to be able to help bring somebody along. Yes. As Bailey can effortlessly do while picking up a win along the way. Like, I'm not saying it's going to be as successful as one goes over, one gets over, but I expect Shotty, like, Shotty could have a very good they night. lost away a bit, hasn't she? Lost yeah. It. Through no fault of her own, they just sort of brought her in and went, actually, you're a heel now, which was dumb. She could lose, but still have a good night. Mm. And um, I think, like, if nothing else, that, like, that, that's a noble pursuit, I would say. And I just, I just don't, I'm not mad keen on, like, you, you try and reestablish the tag titles by putting them with this stable that you clearly put a lot of care and thought into. But if all their opponents are just makeshift suck asses, then it doesn't work. Like mm. that's, again, it's this thing where like you're just faking it. You're telling us that like, oh, I've, I've fixed the women's tag belts. Have you? Or have you got like a pair of champions and zero challengers? Because that was a Roman Reigns problem up until very recently. So like you've addressed that in the men's singles division. You can't just now recreate the problem for the women's tags. I do like the idea as well of. Then Bailey winning the the title off Bianca, not to spoil my predictions for Extreme Rules, and you know it, it, I, I say this every week, and it's it's you know with all the stuff speculating this week, it's probably not going to happen. But imagine on the Raw after Extreme Rules, which I think could be the season premiere as well. I yeah. never know how these bloody things work. Whether there's just one for WWE or one for Raw and SmackDown. Uh, Bailey and the rest of Damage Katara, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky are there celebrating. Look at us, we've got all the gold. And Bianca Belair comes out and goes, yeah, you've got a goal, but you never pinned me. Yeah. And they go, yeah, all right, fair enough. Well, what do you want? Another title shot now? Look at who you got backing you up. And it's right there, isn't it? That's it. Like the- Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks, considering their history together, and Naomi. Oh, my God. To set up, potentially, all games. Like, the two heel stables... Like, they love this in WWE these days, but the two heel stables being drenched in gold for the two war games, like, it's nothing if not a pretty poster, isn't it? Yeah, Do you know what and I mean? so you get a nice bit of uh, thing of, uh, of a, like, a look. Look how successful the bloodline are. Think that about the, you know, it's like yeah. a nice 
Yeah, like the side by side thing. It's like this is the same as this, and it's like well, it's not, but like you can fool enough people mm-hmm. that it is. Yeah, uh, but yeah, fairly straightforward victory for Bailey. I think so. Spe- speaking of which, actually, we should talk about the tag match, which is also fairly straightforward. Hit Row versus Los Lotharios. It's caused by the fight last last <sighs> week in the how on earth do we get a QR code on screen problem. It is my opinion that Hit Row, possibly more than any wrestlers I can think of in WWE right now, need. Like, need, as in, if in another world, would be on the chopping block, if not, a great match. And it isn't going to be this. <laughs> like, Hit Row already feel like uh, all mouth and no trousers. Like, just a complete hype machine act. Ironic uh, that they're fighting Los Lotharios when you say that. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm giving it its subtitle on SmackDown tonight. <laughs> like, uh, if this is on Raw, a robot comes up and it's all mouth, no trousers. Take this out. <laughs> like... Oh, that is brilliant. I'm, I'm patting myself on the back there. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't even mean for that. That's uh, like uh, the part that resides in the back of my head. <laughs> um, like, they're in need of a great match, and this ain't it. Like, th- what they're in need of is uh, Alpha Academy. I was just <laughs> like, thinking that. That's what they're in need of, because there's a serious, my opinion anyway, there's a serious credibility issue at the heart of Hit Row. You can talk a big game, and you can... Rap a big game. Rap a big game. You can be a... Like an inverted commas cool act, but the fans like fans are n- have never been as stupid as WWE would have them think. They will pick up on phonies, on fakers, on people that are all talk rather than all action. And if they can't produce in the ring, all that bombast will scan as heel stuff mm-hmm. because well, it's bollocks when the bell rings. Like, and that's fine if you're going to turn them heel. If it's if they're going to be big talkers that never back it up, that's fine. But at the moment, it's just like we are class, we are class, we are class. The bell rings like one and a half stars, kind of clunky, not like a, a disappointing experience for what you would have expected from the entrance and from all the sort of mm. like I say, all the bombast and all the sort of bluster and everything like that. Ashanti the Adonis is probably a little bit trapped by this group in terms of what he could do. Maybe, yeah, maybe more as, of him. Yeah, maybe as a singles wrestler. Maybe they see long-term a... We've used this example for something else this week, but something of a Heart Foundation unit in the fact that you've got top dollar potentially as a big man hot tag. Like, maybe that's the goal, but they're a long, long way from it. And I just think... Like, I don't have a lot of faith that this is the match that does it because who really... Like, this is the problem we're having losers. Like, you've got to stop having losers on the show. Vincent Mann... Loved his losers. Everyone was a loser at him. Yes. Like, everyone sucks. He hadn't liked the wrestlers since The Rock. Didn't even like his own son-in-law. Like, <laughs> Triple H has got to. One of his biggest jobs, and it'll be a big job for years in this company, is just not have losers on the card because they do nothing for anybody. Like, Los Lotharios are a couple of losers. So if and when Hit Row beat them, who have they beaten? Losers. So mm. it does not matter. And it's like, you're so far away from where you need to be with an act like Hit Row. Like, Hit Row needs to, off the top of my head, like, need to fight the New Day, like uh, the baby faces, but like yeah, be- yeah, I get where be- you're coming from. Beat them down, out wrestle them, and win. And it's like Jesus Christ! Yeah, like we should have been taking them seriously all along. Even if you're faking it, even if the new day are working circles around them, but like Hit Row get the win. Perception is reality very quickly. This gets nobody anywhere, and I don't want to watch it. Like this is coming on a SmackDown that I'm pretty high on. I'm like, oh yeah, f- I'd, like I'd forgot about this in the preview notes. Mm. It's that sort of milk toast. And ironic that I realise I'm incredibly biased. But they're winning and saying how great they are. And I'm like, Homer Simpson, get out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> Where's maximum male models? Where are those perpetual losers? Like the <laughs> Who are the real reason that they got two and a half million, of course. Well, of course. Week. Yeah, that's it. 
And what's the future of, of them for you? Because it's, I, I got to be honest, again, huge bias that comes with this. Mm. I am loving the slow, slow burn of LA Night slowly, well, Max Dupree, slowly <laughs> trans metamorphosizing into LA Night. Yeah. Uh, got one of my kids doing that the other day. Amazing. With a laugh, the one from um, NWA Power. Yeah. Um, I fear a little bit for Maximum Male Models for everything I've just said about Los Lotharios and Hit Row. I think, again, it's like a WWE thing. You don't have, not everybody can be a winner. But you got to pretend that your losers aren't losers. Like Andrade and Matt Hardy have got to like want private party, even if private party always leaves. Yes. So when I'm using like the worst AW thing to make a point about like what WWE get wrong almost systemically, like I think that sort of highlights where maybe maximum male model might fall. This idea that it's a funny act and it's an overact, but Triple H has got his eye on fixing LA Knight, and how he does that is basically kind of by sideways burying maximum male. Mm. Like they have to suck now in order for LA Knight to justify this change. Like last week he stormed off. Like it's like he'd obviously been building it slowly. If Triple H the Booker is all about LA Knight the wrestler, they have to be the fall guys. And to be fair, um, because it was clearly a Vincent Mann idea and one of his last great ones, let's be honest, um, they've not really... It's, it's the old WWE thing of like, this was fun for six weeks. Anyway, fun's over now. Mm. Like, there's a certain air of that. Like, you look at Maximum Male Models, and already it feels like we'll never get a segment as funny as the water advert. Or I like, no Christmas is around the corner. That's true. That's true. The, the, the ironically, the match stuff is really coming together. Yeah. But, so I don't want them to drop it, but I, it, I just think the whole act hangs in the balance as a result of like how like Triple H can rebuild LA Knight and keep Maximum Male Models at a level at the same time. I just don't think he will. Yeah, I think, I think I, one will die to bring the other back to life. I think you're right. I think it's, uh, I don't know why this isn't a comparison, but you know in like Mario, when you're on the, I feel like I'm really exposing myself here. Dinosaur, the little dinosaur. Yoshi. Yoshi. Yeah. You know when you like jump in and then you just, you jump off you, Yoshi. Mm-hmm. Yoshi dies, just falls <laughs> into the, <laughs> yeah. but you make it to the next bit. Yeah. That's basically, I think, what they're going to do <laughs> yeah. with, with LA Knight and, and Maximum Male I'm Models. I'm just watching a picture of them falling, like, like the three no. of them falling into, uh, but, and he if gets the flag. If you're going to do oh, it. Yeah. Exactly. If you're going to do it, right, burn it to the ground. Mm-hmm. So let's, yeah, what is, what's the phrase? Better to burn out than fade away. Yes. Let's have a few more of the adverts mm-hmm. promoting whatever it is. I don't care. They will work. make it work. And not just Max Dupree, by mm-hmm. the way. Shout out to Maxine and most importantly, Marseille and Mantois. Who just get it. Crown Jewel coming up soon. Right, so <laughs> what if, maybe not tonight, yeah. but further down the line to be the real off this, I'm going to be LA night now, you have uh, another fashion show, of course. Yep, love it. But rather than it being on the ramp, it's in the ring. And that's what called back to call him by his new name. But Max Dupree mm-hmm. is putting him over. This is it, guys. Don't worry, we've sorted all the problems. These guys, are st- can you stop booing him, please? Stop booing. Right, you bloody schlubs in insert town here. These guys are so good, they can beat any of you. Look at all you disgusting people wearing this wearing this fashion on the front row. You two, get in this ring and fight my guys. And then they lose to the, the schlubs in crap t-shirts yeah, yeah. and horrible, you know, combat trousers or whatever it may be. And he's like, oh, that's it. If you can't even beat these losers... yeah. Then and that's the catalyst for LA Knight. Yeah, yeah. That's no. It's this is it. You can be obviously creative as a way for the LA Knight stuff. It's just 
I I would like them to still put as much creative energy into the. I, you know what? I'm gonna give Shawn Michaels a little bit of credit here, um, or whoever it was that was involved. But Shawn gets all the grief for the bad stuff, so I'll give him credit for the good as well. They nailed, and I mean nailed, the presentation of Pretty Deadly on NXT. Yep. Like this week. Like, r- hardest recommendation. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hardest recommendation to go back and watch that segment and ignore the rest of that otherwise dreadful episode. <gasps> um, but, uh, actually, no, there's some funny stuff with some eyes. Just listen to our podcast. That's all yeah, you need to do. But go and watch the Pretty Deadly segment, because they absolutely nailed how to present heels like this. So there is something within that system, within this machine, that can do this. So... Keep doing it. Yeah, but maybe don't break them up completely just yet because you've got Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. Yeah, so. right, yeah. <gasps> Extreme rules that could like be like sort of ex ECW cosplayers. <laughs> imagine them doing like the RVD thumpers or like Tommy Dreamer. ACW! Like Sandman smashing a beer can, but it's the water bottle uh, like, against the heads. Oh my God. When Sandman was wanking that Singapore K in that time. <laughs> <laughs> well, one final thing to talk about, and uh, funnily enough. And that centers around what I'd like to call now. I was going to say, and I'll a little bit of a peek behind the scenes here. I'd mm-hmm. written my notes and I've changed them. Yeah, right? Okay. It now reads Extreme Liv Morgan yeah. because of what happened last week, which we thought was great, by the way, on the SmackDown review. Not the match, yes. but the post match of like, oh, wait, she's willing to do almost anything for this SmackDown Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. My initial notes was, Liv Morgan gets hardcore. And then I thought, oh, I know what the internet's like. Yeah, that can't be trusted. So we'll change that. can't be trusted. But I thought tonight, how do you show how extreme you are? Well, she's already put someone through a table. Yeah. So you use another piece of weaponry to do something bonkers. But what if it's against a WWE legend? (gasps) Now then. But before that, let me get your thoughts on extreme Liv Morgan. I don't have any thoughts on extreme Liv Morgan, really. I think... They did the very WWE thing of, like, trying very hard to tell you that what you thought about this person was wrong. You know, like, in in their very sort of over-the-top fashion. But we both put over the, like, sheer violence of the actual spot itself. The match was trash. But the bump, the the sent-on through the table, kicked ass. And it, like, took out the count. Like, there was a good set, enough of a sense of chaos that you're like, all right, fine, I'll buy it. Okay, like you've sort of twisted my arm here. So that's as much as I need. It's again like, are they in danger here? There's a few programs where it feels like, are they in danger of missing the peak slightly? Like, it feels ready, doesn't it? Like, mm-hmm. this is going to be the third match between them. It's going to be the, like, they were feuding during the Clash pay-per-view cycle. Mm-hmm. In effect, I know Ronda was doing the stuff with Adam Pearce, but like, they were still kind of connected. So really, this has gone on since Money in the Bank. There's nothing really left to say. Liv Morgan, as of last week, has shown that there's nothing left to do. Uh, and if Ronda Rousey comes out, she's going to be getting those huge baps. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, that's probably not ideal for the dynamic on the night. So I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really sure, other than obviously wrestling this legend. Um, I'll tell you what as well. Do you, know, I, do you know I think would love to play this game? Who's that? Well, he's had a bad week. But I got, I've got this app on my phone that like tracks planes mm. landing. And one landed like about like fifteen minutes ago. I think and I saw him on the news this morning. <laughs> and I feel like I feel like it might have landed just in time for him to be the one to go through the the wrestlers, maybe. Hey guys! Hey, Staxi! How's it going? How are you doing, mate? I'm not too bad. I'm <laughs> feeling a little bit better. You feeling a bit better? You got that Friday feeling? I got that Friday. Weekend's here, baby. What does a weekend look like in Stax's life? 
Well, I'll give you ice. Watch The Godfather. Do you watch that before or after uh, Stacks Down? As you, as, as, as you call it. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I gave one of the, uh, gave one the guys there, obviously. You're looking ahead to the future. I'm going to be visiting Tony D. Stacks to the future. I'm making sure Tony's okay. Making sure the yeah. Don's got what he needs. I bought him some grapes. <laughs> uh, Please send our best to Tony D. Stacks. I will do. Don't you. you worry. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, drinks with the boys and then a nice Sunday roll. <laughs> Sunday. Wow. I wouldn't have had him. Are you a Calvary man, Stacks? Toby is my best friend. <laughs> Oh, we got what's your, what's your meat choice at the Carvery? Just give me your selection. Zach, <laughs> you're a great-looking bloke. You've got a body. Your body's a temple, mate. Do you, uh, do you go large and get the Yorkshire pudding and the pigs and blankets and all that or not? What are we f***ing doing here if you don't have a Yorkshire pudding, huh? <laughs> you're, not, <laughs> you're not afraid of carbs on the weekend, is what you're saying. In the week. It's my cheat day. <laughs> And Stax loves to cheat. <laughs> you do, yeah. You do. Stax, we um we play a game. Yeah. When we're looking to fill a bit of uh, I was going to say <laughs> fill a bit of time. Oh, we're five minutes in, Stax. But you know, when we're looking at Phil WB's uh, content for them. We like to play a game where we um go up and down the roster and like randomly select person with their former stopping on a row and then pick a number. Would you like to be the one doing the scrolling and the reveal today? I Stax? would love to, Amblin. I've got the alumni page open in front of me right now. Wilborn, are you okay with Stax doing that? Yeah, no worries, man. I'll just sit over here. <laughs> he's, he's, you know, he's a convivial host. Like, I, I, I have to put up with him a lot of stacks between me and you. Like, I have to put up with a lot of people talking a lot of shit. Wilborn on Twitter. <laughs> the amount of replies I have to fire back on his defense, like the grief that he brings to our table. You leave my Wilborn alone. That's what I have to say, Stax. Yeah, so I'm. It's it, this is the kind of guy he is in real life. He's the nicest guy. He's moved his chair straight away so he can sit down. <laughs> right, Stax, let's do this. Okay, I'm scrolling. You're scrolling. Stop. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're looking pretty nervous. Stax. No, I'm excited. He's excited. One of one to four. Is that how this works, Adam? Yeah, that's, that's right, Stax, yeah. One of four. <laughs> you, oh, my God. Considering if I heard right through the door, because I wasn't in the room when, I, when you initially started talking about it, <laughs> she's trying to get extreme tonight. That's correct. Oh, boy, you picked the right number here. Jackpot, baby. <laughs> right. I feel a lot of pressure now, Stax. Let's go. I'm going to get this wrong. I'm going to get this right. It feels like one of them days. I'm going to go with number three. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I guess again, I'll get a different number. I'll guess again. We'll see if we can get our chair fixed. Uh, number two. So. No, pick a different <laughs> number. Oh, do you know what, Stax? You know, sometimes you see things and the universe tells you, it gives you a sign. I'm going to have to go with number one. Jackpot, baby. No way, I got it right. Let me tell you, if you'd have picked, if you had picked number three. And I didn't. You'd have got the razor. Number two would have been fun. But I do not want to suggest that Liv Morgan gets extreme on Renee Young. Oh, my gosh. But I can tell you... We have a button for that sort of thing for certain people on the internet. I can tell you as a result of picking number one mm -hmm. tonight, Liv Morgan is going to be getting extreme with goddamn Raven. Oh, my God. What about him? What about Raven, Stacks? Hey, uh, you want to... Actually, that reminds me. One second. Uh, just, uh, Does it? Yeah. Uh, jokes about 
Boyd. <laughs> you want to hear a joke about a different Boyd? You're really quick at searching through your mind. Yeah. Like, you type those ideas into your brain. Let me tell you something, Ampler. I got to get out of here. Because okay. <laughs> I hear, yeah, we got to do the Rampage review me and Sid in a bit. Yeah, okay. I'm getting out of here. Calm your tits. All right. <laughs> One final joke for you, Ampler, uh, before I get out of here. Okay. Michael Ampler, a quick question for you, huh? When do you think is the best time to buy a Boyd? I, I, I don't know. So when's the best time to buy a bird? When it's going cheap! That's how I tell it, God damn it. Bye, Stacks. Bye, Stacks. He's, uh, yeah, he's got a Friday feeling, hasn't he? He's, uh, he's, he's got a rocket up his ass. He's turned it round. It's, it's been an up and down week for Stacks in a number of different ways, quite honestly. But I think it's come good again. Stacks may have broken a bone in his foot as well. I think, I think he's broken a bone, he's broken a chair. Broken the desk. Uh, he's broken this podcast. Yeah, but that's he's the, broken me. That's, a <laughs> that's for damn sure. Uh, right, let us know your thoughts. It's ranked out tonight on Twitter at What Culture WWE. Watch they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamlet at Michael Hamlet. I'm thinking me. about stacks of the Carvery. I'll take a bit of everything. You got any mint sauce with that? Where's your cranberry? <laughs> they come. Well, there's one of them. I always forget which one the names are. What? He was there talking about the Channing. Oh, Channing Lorenzo. Cranning Lorenzo. He's like, uh, they call me Cranning back in the briefly. <laughs> Asking for carveries and catering. Like Eric Bischoff when he was on SmackDown for six months. He's getting big on Yorkshire's. <laughs> <laughs> you keep, you keep putting on weight for muscle. Sort of. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at Adam Will. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. As I said, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily wrestling podcasts, me and Hamlet will be back on Monday uh, to review this show. On the weekend is our whole What Needs to Happen Extreme Rules podcast coming out and later on today. Of course, me and Sige uh, previewing Rampage and Wrestle Culture with a hashtag Bloody Good Quiz. But for now, my thanks to Michael Hamlet to Stacks. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.